son of Nun, Moses' aid. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my service, servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous? Do not be afraid, do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So Joshua ordered the officers of the people, Go through the camp and tell the people, Get your provisions ready. Three days from now you will cross the Jordan, here to go in and take possession of the land that the Lord your God is giving you for your own. Then they answered Joshua, Whatever you have commanded us, we will do. And whatever you, wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we fully obeyed Moses, so will we obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your word and does not obey it, whatever you may command them will be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. Then Joshua secretly sent two spies, go, Look over the land, he said, especially Jericho. Two things separated the Israelites from their promise of a homeland. First, the Jordan River, a formidable barrier in the area era before span bridges. Second, the rite of circumcision, the sign of God's covenant with his people. None of this generation had been circumcised. Joshua organized the march to the land with the Ark of the Covenant in leading the way. When the priests carrying the sacred Ark touched the riverbank, the Jordan River's brisk flow ceased. All the people crossed on dry ground. Once camped on the other side, the circumcisions were performed. For a few painful days, the only able-bodied people in the camp were females. Then came the first battle, a test of faith and courage after 40 years of training.
All right, we continue in the in the story today. I'm Pastor Rob, senior pastor here at Christ Church, and uh, what we've been doing is looking at the story. We've been looking at the big story, right? Uh, the big narrative of God's people uh, captured in the Word, and we've been looking at some personal experiences, personal stories inside of that, and then ultimately asking questions and and wondering how, what about us, right? How does that apply to our story? And so today we're up to the point of uh, God's people being ready to go in and uh, take the land. And remember, what's been happening before this is they have been wandering in the wilderness for uh, 40 years. A whole new generation is born, grows up, and now a whole new generation is there ready to go in and take the land. And so the real question coming out of this period of wandering in the wilderness uh, is, did they learn to trust and obey? Because they've been here before. Right? The, the previous generation was at the edge of the promised land, remember? They were at the edge of the promised land before, and they sent out spies, and the spies came back, and they said, wow, it's awesome, milk and honey, big, great pomegranates, awesome place. Uh, but, hey, the people are too big. We're like grasshoppers. They got giants there. They got fortified cities. There's no way we can do this. Right? A couple of guys said, come on, God can do it. But the majority of them said, yeah, there's no way... No way this can happen, no way we can do this. And their answer was, no, we're not going to trust and obey. Forty years later now, a whole new generation, a whole new generation stands at exactly the same place with the same question. What about this time? Did you learn anything in the wilderness? Are you ready to simply trust and obey? Now there's a good question, isn't it? That is like an everyday question. Are you, are you, not just the people of God, but are we the people of God? Are you, Christ follower, are you in that place every single day when you're ready to simply trust and obey? Are we good at that? Maybe not so much, right? Feel the challenge? You go into the text and it says that uh, not only were they asked to trust and obey, but we'll discover they were trust, asked to trust and obey with three big things uh, going on. First of all, the first challenge they faced to that question was would they trust and obey even though some significant circumstances change? They're there at the promised land, and all of a sudden there's a huge change. Right? They're asked to answer the question and go get the land. And in the middle of it, there is a huge circumstance change. It's captured here. It says, when Moses had finished giving these instructions to all the people of Israel, he said, I'm now 120 years old. I'm no longer able to lead you. What? Did you hear that? Put yourself in that place now, right? You're that generation that's grown up into the wilderness. And the only person you've known to be the one to lead you has been Moses. When you wanted meat, Moses interceded and got you meat, right? When you were in a battle, it was Moses who stood there and made sure his arms stayed up. And when his arms stayed up, you won the battle. And when his arms went down, you started to lose the battle. And so it was Moses who made sure that you win the battle, right? When you were thirsty, it was Moses who made sure you got water. Everything up until this point for your whole life has been ensured by the presence of Moses. And all of a sudden, he stands up and says, yeah, change in leadership. Not going to be me that takes you into the promised land. 
And you still have to answer the question. Are you ready to trust and obey? Even though the circumstances change dramatically. Right? You've been in that place, haven't you? Where, where the circumstances have changed pretty dramatically. Where you thought life was going in one direction. And all of a sudden, kind of out of the blue, at least as you see it, the circumstances just radically changed. And you're left there wondering and questioning and looking at the situation and asking, can I still move forward? Can I, even though the circumstances I thought were going to be aren't even close to what they are anymore, can I still trust and obey? Can I still move forward in light of all the circumstantial differences that have taken place? Have you been in that place? You bet we have. And the question's still the same. The question the people of God were facing, were they ready to trust and obey even though there was this huge circumstance Change And God answers their anxiety. It says, But the Lord your God Himself will cross over ahead of you. He will destroy the nations living there, and you will take possession of their land. Joshua will lead you across the river, just as the Lord promised. What does God do? God corrects their vision. Because the whole time they were looking at it and thinking somehow it was Moses. And it wasn't. That's why Moses can't go into the land, because he was getting too much credit. And the credit was really all about what God has been doing, how God has been leading him, how God has been delivering, how God has been providing for him, how God has been working for them, how God continually has been going in front of them. Now here is a great teaching concept in the Scripture. Notice what he says, But the Lord your God himself will cross over where? Ahead of you. Can you trust and obey that? I mean, in your circumstances, as your circumstances change, can you trust and obey a simple truth that says, if you belong to Christ, if you're, if you're a Christ follower and you belong to Christ, you can trust and move into whatever God's preferred future is for you because you know that God has already prepared the way. That he's already been out in front of you. Now, God gives them the reassurance of saying, okay, I'm going to give you Joshua. He gives us the reassurance of that person of Joshua. But the truth is still the truth that says, listen, you need to trust and obey that I've got it covered. I'm out in front of you. Even, even when all the circumstances change, even when you're questioning and doubting and wondering, can you just simply trust and obey that I, the Lord, myself, that's what he says, I, myself, I go out in front of you. And when it comes to the trust and obey, he just keeps giving them the reassurance. And he says, look, I've done it before. I will do it again. Notice what he says to them. The Lord will destroy the nations living in the land just as he destroyed Sion and Og. What did he do? The just as. Don't miss the just as. What does just as mean? It means he's already done it before, right? He's already done it before. You see, they're on this side of the Jordan. The promised land is over on this side of the Jordan. But over on the side they are right now, they've already had battles. They've already conquered. They've already taken territory. And God is saying, listen, look, look where you are. Look how far I brought you. 
Look, I, I've already been out in front of you up until this day and this time. I've already brought you into this place and this opportunity. And I know the circumstances are changing, but this is a circumstance that doesn't change. I go out ahead of you. I brought you this far, and I will continue to lead you. Can you trust and obey? Can you trust and obey? Can you believe that that's exactly what he does, that he goes out in front of you, even though all the circumstances changes. He says, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid and do not panic before them. Isn't it great that God knows what goes on in our hearts and our heads when all the circumstances change? He says, look, don't be afraid and don't what? Don't panic. (laughs) Any panickers out there? Right? Yeah, I got a few of you that are honest, right? Yeah, absolutely, right? I mean, circumstances change, and we just get all in a tither. Is that a, that's a real word, right? Tither? Yeah. And we get all in a tither, right? We get all bent out of shape, and we're like, oh my gosh, how are we, well, how is this going to work? How in the world could we ever, and what? Don't be afraid. Don't panic. Do what? Trust and obey. I go ahead of you. You're going to see over and over as God gets his people ready to take the land. He just keeps reminding them. He keeps reassuring them. He keeps telling them over and over and over again. Personally, I personally, I personally will go in front of you. I personally will be with you. And he applies that even to Joshua. Right? So we see in this experience that he talks to the whole community, right, and says, listen, just trust and obey. I go ahead of you. And then in the middle of the story, in the middle of the experience, he comes to Joshua, right? And that's the second big change. Joshua now faces a personal challenge because Joshua's life is about to change. He, been, he has been, up until this time, Moses' assistant, right? He's been out in the front lines fighting battles, but he's been just kind of behind the, He's been with Moses kind of at his side. Now it's Joshua who experiences the personal challenge of stepping up and taking over. And it's a great phrase at the beginning of uh, verse 7 here. It says, Then Moses called Joshua, and all Israel watched. Can you imagine that one? I mean, we're talking all Israel. That would be like a ginormous 600,000 people nation, twice that many, right? And all, you ever had that experience? You feel like everybody's looking at you? Everybody's watching you? And and inside and in your head and in your heart, you're like, okay, it's all up to me. It's on me now. Man, everything. It's on my shoulders. I'm carrying the burden. It's all up to me. I got to do, man, if I blow this, if I mess this up, if I don't get this right, it's going to be horrible. It's going to be terrible. Everything's going to fall apart. I mean, it's all on my shoulders. It's all, you've been there. This is the position that Joshua is now in. He's in that position. And the question for Joshua is the same question as the question for the whole people of God. Joshua, calm down. Don't be afraid and panic. Just trust and obey. What does God say to Joshua? He says to Joshua the same thing he just said to the whole people. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord will personally do what? Go ahead of you. It's personal. He's going to go ahead of 
you, Joshua. He'll be with you, Joshua. He won't fail you, Joshua. He's not going to abandon you, Joshua. Can you trust and obey that? When, when you feel like somehow it's all, it's all on me, it's all, it's me. Can you let go of the panic and the anxiety? Can you let go of the fear and the anxiousness and understand, no, it's not. When you give your life to Christ, it's all on Him. He took all of it on the cross for you. It's all on Him. It's about simply believing His promises. It's about believing His Word. It's simply about trusting and obeying. He goes ahead of you. He goes ahead of you. And so the ultimate thing, the ultimate third circumstance is not just all the circumstances change and and Joshua now has a personal challenge, but it ultimately comes down to are you ready to go where God wants you to go, when God wants you to go. There's a great, great phrase uh, in this Joshua 1, right? It says, after the death of Moses, circumstances changes. Uh, The Lord spoke to Joshua, Moses' assistant. He said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Boom, changed. Therefore, the time has come for you. Isn't that a great statement? The time has come for you. See, that's the position so many of us are in. The time has come for you. I mean, every single day, the time has come for each one of us to answer the question, will we trust and obey, and will we go where God wants us to go, and will we do it when God wants us to do it, not when we want? Will we just trust and obey? He says, therefore, the time has come for you to lead the people and the Israelites across the Jordan River and into the land, what? I am giving them. He's ready to carry the load. He's ready to be in front of you. He's ready to do the work. The question is, are you ready to say, yeah, it's time. It's time to just trust and obey. We've seen it around here at Christ Church. We've got people who are doing that all the time. We've seen it in some dramatic ways, right? I mean, one of our families at one point, you know, came to me and said, God's put into my heart, on our family's heart, that we need to move to Ethiopia and start a new mission for for moms, uh, orphans, and and moms and kids uh, over there. And guess what? They did it. How could they do that? Because they said the time has come. God's leading us there, and we need to go where he wants us to go, when he wants us to go. And we, we just had it a few weeks ago, right? One of, one of our families uh, just left us and moved up to Minneapolis to go to the seminary because they said, you know what, it's really comfortable here, it's really fine here, but you know what, God wants us to go there and get ready for a new sense of ministry and a new opportunity. And we can't say no because it's where he wants us to go and it's when he wants us to go. Here's the question. Are you ready to trust and obey and go where God wants you to go when God wants you to go? And ultimately, that's a corporate question and that's a personal question. It's a corporate question for us as Christ Church. It is a corporate question for us because the question is, we are a new generation just like they were. And the promised land is out in front of us. And the corporate question is still the same. Are we ready to trust and obey and go take the territory? 
Are we ready to trust and obey and go step into and take the territory that God's got in front of us for the future of this church? Are we ready to step out, trust and obey? And on a personal level, on a personal level, every single day, God's going to create opportunities in your life. He's going to bring people into your life. He's going to give you the opportunity to witness to other people into your life. You've got to ask the question, are you ready to just trust and obey and to step into what he's leading you to? Tough question. How can we do that? And you look over and over again. He says, listen, I'm going to, I promised you, and I promised Moses, I'm going to promise you. Notice how it ends. For I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. Do you believe that? Do you just trust and obey? It's over and over and over. Come on, be strong and courageous, for you're the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to give the answers. I will give it to him. Do you believe God will do the heavy lifting? You just need to trust and obey and step into it. I mean, you tell you on a personal level, right? When we first built this building, <laughs> right? We were, you know, what, 100, 100, maybe 125 people worshiping. And, and we built this, what, five, six million dollar building. And I got to tell you, there was a point in my life when we were signing these contracts for that kind of money. And, and I was kind of saying, whoa. Man, I really got to step up now. Feeling like it was all on me? Yeah. It didn't take long to realize wrong thinking. Not me. I could never do this. <laughs> it was all him. And, and when we get the next challenge, when we step into another challenge like that, it's the same thing. We're going to look at that and say, how in the world could that ever happen? How could we do that together? And the reality is, he can It's not about us. He can. If we just are willing to step into it, trust and obey. Look what it says. This is my command. Command, not invitation. Command, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. When we go where he wants us to go and the time he wants us to go, he will go in front of us. And we just trust and obey. Okay, you with me on all that? All right, good challenge, right? Now, here's the deal. We can take that all in, but we, we, it leaves, leaves us with a question. Say, okay, I know that's where I'm supposed to be. But how do I get there? How, how do I stay there? I mean, I know that's, okay, I get it. I, I know we're the generation now, and the challenge is in front of us. I, I know God wants me. How do I get there? How do I understand that? How do I stay there? There's a significant thing that happens before they go in and take the land. Moses, before he turns everything over to Joshua, before they get ready to go in and take the land, Moses gives them the written word of God. Moses wrote an entire body of instruction in a book, and he gave it to the priest, and they carried the Ark of the Covenant and the elders of, the, of Israel. Right? What happens? Moses gives them the written word. He gives them the written word. And then he says, now you need to hold on to and be engaged with this written word. If you look at it, at the end of every seventh year, the year of release during the festival of the shelters, you must say you must. Yeah, get that. You must. Notice he didn't say, well, you could, you might, you maybe. No, you must. You see that? Why? Why? That's how it happens. 
Why do you think Pastor Andrew and I, you know, here it comes. Why are we always up here telling you all the time, right? Get in a small group, get in a Bible study, get engaged in the Word. Why? Because you must. You must. That's how it happens. You see, we get strong and courageous when we continually engage in God's Word. Because it's in God's Word that we see over and over again what God did and what God can do. It's when we get engaged in God's Word that we see over and over again the promises that He's made over our lives. When we get engaged in God's Word over and over again, we get strong and courageous because we know it's not about us. It is about Him, and He will do what He says. He has already done it. Remember, Jesus died, and three days later, he did what? He rose again. Can you believe that? If he can do that, what can he do in our lives, in your life? Be strong and courageous. Just trust and obey. It's when you get engaged in the Word. Here's what he says. These instructions are not empty words. They are your Life. You see the exclamation point? I, I don't always understand it, guys. Uh, i got to tell you, though, it's just a truth in Scripture that when you engage in the Word, the Word has its own power. It has its own power. And that Word can transform your life. It can make you strong and courageous. And you can trust and obey and step into things even though the circumstances change you can trust and obey and you can step forward in things in these personal challenges that you face and you can trust and obey and you can do it at the time God wants and in the direction God wants you to go because you get grounded in that word that word has a power to lead your life to another place he goes to Joshua And he says, Joshua, listen, personally, understand this. You need to do this. You need to be strong and courageous. Yes, very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or the left. Then you'll be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so that you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then, only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. How important is it if you're going to be able to trust and obey to engage in the Word? Do you get what I'm saying? If you want to take on the promised land, if you want to experience what God is preparing for you, you got to let His Word take over your life. And you'll be strong and you'll be courageous. You can do that Because He has already given us the assurance in the person of Jesus Christ that He will be in the middle. I don't have time to unpack everything in this whole conquest experience of the story, but there's one great part where the people of God cross the Jordan River, and that word is in the Ark of the Covenant, and they take the Ark of the Covenant, and the priests walk to the Jordan River, and the Jordan River, the waters roll back, and the Ark of the Covenant, the priests walk out, and they stand in the very middle, right? I'll get there. They stand in the very middle of the Jordan River, and all the people of God pass by the Ark. says, Meanwhile, the priests were carrying the Ark of the Lord's Covenant. They stood on dry ground in the middle of the riverbed as the people passed by. 
Why does God do that? Because he wanted everybody to go across into that promised land, into that preferred future that God had in store for them. And as they go into that preferred future, strong and courageous, obeying and trusting, what did he want them to know? He was going to be right there and in the middle of everything. Is that cool? Everybody that went by, right there, in the middle of the raging waters, in the middle of the raging waters, he is right there. And we know that. Because Jesus did the same thing. He came into our world, and in the middle of all the conflict and the hatred and the jealousy, the prejudice, in the middle of everything that was going on, he was right there. And he took it all on. And he rose again from the dead. We can be strong and courageous. We can trust and obey. Why? Because we know. We know. Unlike those people who crossed into the promised land, we know through Jesus Christ it's true. We can count on this. That whatever God has in store for us, he is in front of us. He will carry the load, and he will give us, through his written word, the courage and the strength. Now, I know some of you young people are out there getting ready to go to college. So a quick word for you. As you get ready to go to college, remember what we're talking about this morning. Remember what we're talking about this morning. As you go off into that new future, you need to make sure you ask the right question. What is it that God wants for me? Don't ask the question, what is it you want for yourself? What is it that God wants for me? Stay in his word while you're away, and you will be strong, and you'll be courageous, and you will be able to be that person God wants you to be. The challenge for all of us, just like the challenge for them. Are you ready to simply trust and obey? So here's the questions for the day, right? Questions for you to think about for the week. They're on the half sheet. Take them with you. Ponder them. Talk about them in your house, right? Here it is. So how you doing? How you doing? Be honest with yourself. How you doing on, on the whole trust and obey? Two, can you put a name on some changing circumstance that's really thrown you for a loop or some personal challenge that you're in the middle of right now or some new direction that you're struggling with right now? Can you just kind of put a name on that so you can let God to begin to deal with that for you? Three, how word-centric are you? How much time do you spend? Be honest. Just how much word-centric time do you spend? That's where our strength comes from, right? And ultimately, what does Christ need to step into the middle of in your life? What do you just need to say, it's no longer me, and you just give it to him? Let him be at the center of it. Let's pray. Father, thanks uh, for being the God that you are. And uh, we know that you go, you go in front of us. We count on it. And we just want to trust that. We just want to obey what, what it is you want for us at the right time in the right place. Help us to be strong and courageous. Fortify us with your word that we can just hear it again and again, see again and again that it's true. Know that you are more than capable. And help us 
Help us to just walk into the future that you choose at the time you choose. Father, we ask that as a congregation, as a people. We know we've got some big challenges in front of us, so we just pray you'd give us conviction. And we ask that as just people in our families, in our faith, especially our young people going to college. We ask that you just uh, give us such a clear conviction to go where you want, when you want. And we know that you are willing to be there in the middle of absolute thing. So just reveal yourself to us. Help us to see you work and keep us confident, courageous, trusting and obeying you. We pray all this in Jesus' precious name. Amen.